0: Hey everyone, this is Jake and today's devotional comes from Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through chapter 10, verse 15. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics, or sandals or a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. In whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Jesus' compassion for the crowds tells us so much about who he is. When Jesus sees the depravity and brokenness of man, his response isn't disappointment or anger. It's compassion. It's to send help, to step into the mess, to come to the earth and be a representative of the true kingdom of God. Remember this today when you find yourself in a moment of guilt or regret. God has love and compassion for you. The word used here to show Jesus' compassion is the strongest word in the Greek language for looking on someone with utter pity. Jesus didn't just feel bad for them. His heart was completely broken, knowing what humanity was made for and capable of doing. But they were like a sheep without a shepherd, and they were prone to wonder. Not to mention that Jesus has this level of compassion just after being called a prince of demons. Harsh words at Jesus didn't stop him from the loving care he had for the people of Israel. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, he tells his disciples. Most times I have heard this verse used in a sermon or devotional, it is an encouragement to go and be a laborer. Although that is certainly a worthy cause, it's not the point Jesus is making. Jesus is speaking directly to his disciples who he is training to be good laborers. His command is to pray for more laborers. When is the last time you prayed for more people to join you in sharing the good news of Jesus? We have a culture in America built on a get-it-done, pull-myself-up kind of attitude. The reality is, though, that none of us can save the world, the country, or even our city on our own. It requires us to pray for more laborers to join us. Jesus then sends out his laborers that he has been training, a ragtag group of nobodies from vastly different backgrounds and experiences, I wonder if you, like me, have ever thought of the original twelve disciples with a sort of reverence and respect that they were a type of goal to be achieved. Certainly they are the heroes of our faith, right? But other than meeting Jesus, none of them had anything particularly special about them. The group included some fishermen, a sellout tax collector, some laborers, and a political activist—a weird and unlikely combination. None of them were teachers themselves or healers or any position of authority prior to Jesus. I'm curious, who were you before you met Jesus? Maybe you've only ever known a life of following Jesus for as long as you could remember, but maybe it happened later in life. Can you remember what you thought of yourself then? Is it much different than you think of yourself now? Do you ever doubt that you're capable of great things for the kingdom of God because you don't have some special background or position of authority? The reality is that because the disciples didn't either, we should be encouraged. The only thing they need is the only thing we need today, Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. You have been given a spirit of power, not a spirit of fear. You've been given a purpose and a future. You have all you need. The only questions that remain are, will you go where Jesus calls and do what Jesus did? Let's pray. God, I do pray that you would send out more laborers into the vineyards, into the harvest. I pray that we would see your spirit move in the lives of those around us, that they would be called to go and to share the good news of Jesus, that we might call those brothers and sisters to repentance and to join in the community of Jesus followers. I pray that in each and every one of us, you would be working in us to know you, to follow you, to see this good news that it is that you came and that you see us with compassion and love and not anger and resentment or disappointment. Lord, as we go throughout today, would we fall in love with you even more than we have in the past? Would we see this devotional as an opportunity to experience your love afresh? And would we pray for more vineyard workers, more harvest workers to go out into the fields and bring our lost brothers and sisters home? We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for checking out this devotional for Mission City Church. You can find out more information about our church as well as our full scripture reading plan at missioncitykc.com. You can also follow us at Mission City KC on Instagram or Mission City Church on Facebook. We're a non-denominational church that meets at the Merriam Community Center at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We would love to see you there.